Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about we talk about swords. Oh yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an E. <laughs> Athlete. Yeah. He's an, an athlete. athlete. That's all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is Sword Stores, Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. This is a Global Telling prepaid call from Taylor Hunt, an inmate at the National Parks Service Visitor Center. From This American Life, it's surreal. One story told week by week. I'm Sarah Konag. For some time, I've been investigating the disappearance of a young man who was allegedly murdered. He goes only by the singular name, Lance. Problem is, there hasn't been a scrap of physical evidence linked to the crime. All we have to go off of is the word of two men who claim to have witnessed the heinous act in a tape recording with quality so shitty it could have passed for an Imagine Dragons record. Sure, most people thought it was an obvious hoax, blasting the news over a talk radio station like it was War of the Worlds all over again, allegations pointing directly at one of America's leading cable networks. Now, while I would have brushed this off as a cheap stunt put on by some hacky frat boys, one name rang a bell when I first heard the story. Taylor Hunt. Of course, Taylor Hunt could fit into the same basic white dude name category as John Smith, Joe Brown, or Doug Funny. But I couldn't shake the chill that went down my spine when I heard the name. And when I listened back to the original interview, the voice was unmistakably someone I used to know. Real quick. Let's flash back a little over 10 years ago. I attended a journalism conference in Orlando, Florida. My memory is a little fuzzy of who I was there to see. I think it was Anderson Cooper. Yeah, that's right. I remember fangirling out because I was such a big fan of his reality game show, The Mole, which had just been canceled. Anyways, I was attending a bunch of these events in order to make contacts and pursue my journalism career. After a long, tiring day of keynote speakers and mingling, I found myself at the hotel bar, sorting through business cards before I conked out for the night. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed a younger man across the way staring at me. It was extremely creepy and I tried to ignore it, but I was feeling sort of violated. After about five minutes, which felt like an eternity, I jolted up and I yelled, What are you looking at, pervert? I felt a wave of horror and embarrassment as it hit me that he just had messed up eyes. He let me know he gets it all the time and not to worry about it. I bought him a drink to apologize. Bud Light, Limerita, if my memory serves me correctly. It was the least I could do. He was in town for the conference, and we spent the next several hours chatting about our dreams of becoming hard-hitting journalists and ranking our favorite seasons of The Mole. We kept in touch for several years after that. I'm pretty sure he had a thing for me. While I wasn't really interested in him that way, I'd always looked up to Taylor and followed his career. He was moving up and making his mark in the journalism world until a horrible media shitstorm sent his career crashing to the ground. I'll save you the details, but it was messy. I never heard from him after that. That was until a few weeks ago. Before I get into that, let's discuss the matter at hand. The victim, Lance, last name unknown, was interning for a man named Kevin Weathers. 
Taylor Hunt was covering a story on Mr. Weathers for Gainesville, Florida local paper, The Gator Gazette. I was wondering where he ended up. How disappointing. Anyways, according to an interview with Mr. Hunt and Mr. Weathers on Ocean to Ocean AM with Art Bell, Lance was murdered by the TV network Discovery Channel. Yeah, trust me, it gets better. The two accused the network of committing a homicide in order to muscle something that Mr. Weathers was believed to have in his possession. On air, they played an audio recording of two Canadian men shooting a helpless Lance. While this could have been doctored, this all just seemed too crazy to give any thought to. All right, kid. Let's see what you got. Judy, play this. Go ahead and keep that. I made copies. What are you going to do about it, eh? Probably just take a bullet to the head. Unless you're a pussy like the rest of your spineless country. Well, how about in your tummy? Oh, the radio station lost signal during the interview and never recovered after that. That was the last time anyone had seen or spoken to either of the two. On top of that, no one has seen any of the three employees working at the radio station since. You're still wondering why I believe any of this is not total fiction, right? Well, I would say I knew Taylor pretty well, and he was definitely opposed to shock journalism as he constantly bitched about The Onion or other fake news outlets. This fact alone is what piqued my curiosity. But still, it wasn't until a few weeks ago that I stumbled across something that would change my mind completely. I've been doing Surreal for two seasons now, and the public emails and messages I'm constantly getting are coming in by the boatloads. We get people with theories, so-called evidence for old seasons, and people that want their close ones murders investigated. But that's a job for the interns. Pretty ironic, right? Hey, Sarah. It's Jess. Uh, I know it's late, but I think I found something on our answering machine. Remember that Taylor Hunt guy that you mentioned? He left you a message a few weeks back. Come in when you wake up. Let me hear it. Uh, okay, one sec. It's right here. This is a global telelink prepaid call from Taylor Hunt, an inmate at the National Parks Service Visitor Center. Sarah, hi. Um, it's Taylor. Taylor Hunt. I know this is out of the blue, but but I really, really need your help. I know what kind of connections you have, and and well, oh, okay. Listen carefully. It all started June 8th in Sarasota County at a Sonic drive-in. And, and well, we pull up to the drive -in. Oh, my God, man. Are you having a panic attack? You sound like Stevie from Malcolm in the Middle. Give me that. Hello? Is this surreal? Yeah, fool. Why don't you try solving a mystery for once? Boring. That man you just heard is Kevin Weathers. A simple Google search would lead you to his blog, which is filled with ramblings of a complete lunatic. He is a Florida native and a self-proclaimed cryptid hunter and cryptozoologist. For those of you who are wondering what cryptids are, let's talk Bigfoot. There's an entire community that believes in not just Bigfoot, but hundreds of other creatures that have been sighted yet remain undiscovered. I'm sure you heard of Chupacabra, Sasquatch, Yeti. But have you heard of Frogman, the Hodag, or Tarpy? Neither have I. But this prick has apparently spent his life tracking them down. 
There wasn't much to gather from this evidence, but for a friend, I thought I should at least do a bit of investigating. Plus, this Kevin fella seemed a little off. This is all I have to go off of, so let's start there. The first person I spoke to was the manager of Sonic Drive-In in Sarasota County, Jeff Brito. For safety purposes, this next informant asked for his voice to be disguised. So you guys are sure you're going to do that voice changing thing on me, right? Yeah, don't worry. We'll disguise your voice. There'd be some people out there that'd be less than thrilled to hear from Salvatore, but I, I mean Jeff. I know it's a long shot, but do you recognize these two men? They're with a third man, but I don't have a picture of him. No, I've never seen him a day in my life. Okay, well, I know they were here on June 8th. Anything ring a bell from that day? June 8th. We ran out of Fritos that day. God, that day sucked. It was my birthday and I really wanted a Frito burrito. But, uh... Oh, yeah, I fired that little pain in the ass dangerous that day. What's dangerous? No, no, he's this punk-ass employee of mine, Dangerous Danny. Left work and didn't come back. I had to cover his ass. Do you know how many drink combinations we have? Over 168,000. I only know, like, 15. If that guy thinks he can show his face around here again, I swear... Well, it turns out Dangerous Danny got a new job as a co-host to Food Network's new hit show, Guys Code. I'm Dangerous Danny. My best friend Guy Fieri and I decided to merge the worlds of cooking and cryptids. Take it away, Guy. Make sure to check out my new show, Guy's Code, only on the Food Network. This is where it started getting really weird. I reached out to his publicist, which just happened to be his handicapped mom, and was able to set up an interview. He thought I was interviewing him for a book I was writing about him. I have no clue where he got that idea. I literally just asked to interview him, and he made that assumption. So I'm thinking chapter one can be humble beginnings. Then, of course, that would make chapter two a dream in his heart. And hey, you know, it's not like I'm an egomaniac or anything. Let's just make it three long chapters with the final one being destined for bigger things. Excuse me. I told you I'm not writing a book about you. Where did you get that idea? I want to ask you a few questions about your last day at Sonic's. June 8th, your former employer, Jeff? Whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy, lady. We're still at humble beginnings. That's some destined for bigger things shit you're talking about. Three men were at Sonic's the day one of them was allegedly murdered. You mysteriously disappeared after that day. Oh, that day. Uh, my mom broke her hip that day. I had to take her to the hospital. You know, like any loving son would. How did she break her hip? I don't know, probably slipped on her saggy tits. Oh, honey, actually your sweet friends, Kevin, and remember the kid with those special eyes? Well, they must have accidentally bumped into me. Oh, what the fuck, Mom? I'm writing the next bestseller over here. Oh, I'm sorry, my sweet Dan Dan, but you'll have another interview with Tiger Beat Magazine in a few minutes. Mom! Kevin Weathers? So you do know him. What can you tell me about Lance? Okay, fine. I know what you're thinking, and no, I did not kill that jackass intern, Lance. Okay? Look, ma'am, I got a good thing going here with the Food Network, alright? They treat me like royalty. Way better than Sonic's ever did. And I swear to God, I... I'll tell you anything you want to know, just keep me out of it, okay? 
So it did happen. It sure did. I could put a golf ball through the hole that kid had in his belly. And I don't even play golf. Who was it? Discovery Channel. They'll promise you the world, then pull the rug out right from underneath you. And all the swag bags they give you, to be honest, they pale in comparison to the goodies you get here at the Food Network. Hey, uh, promise me none of this is going to go in the book, because I can't go back to Sonic's now. Well, it looks like Kevin and Taylor weren't fabricating this insane accusation. Or could Dangerous Danny be in cahoots? I don't know. I'm not a real detective. Question is, why? How did they cover it up? Why was Kevin and Taylor in a National Park Service holding center? Are they still alive? I tried to reach out to the Discovery Channel, but every time I call, I just keep getting redirected in circles until I end up in a naked and afraid photo submission center. Creeps. I was able to get a hold of a couple people over at the National Park Service, but everyone was pretty clueless and deny having a holding cell anywhere. But shortly after that, I received an anonymous phone call out of the blue. Hello, this is Sarah. You're flying too close to the sun. Leave the bread behind. Or you're gonna be toast. Who is this? This is so much bigger than your little podcast. Don't poke the bear, sweetheart. This is your final warning. Simon Monk, are you making personal calls on a government phone line? Oh, no, sir. I was just, um, ordering more packing peanuts and Priority Express boxes. Simon Monk? Hello? Hello? There's no record anywhere of a Simon Monk. I found that call disturbing. Who is this mysterious caller, and why is he trying to persuade me off this case? The team and I started to hit dead ends everywhere we looked. We ran out of leads. I was starting to feel like Lance was one of these cryptids Kevin Weathers had been chasing all along. Maybe it was time to call it. In true surreal fashion, just end it and leave you listeners unsatisfied. Well, until next time, I guess. For more information on the case, check out our website and see... I just got this package in the mail. Well, not really in the mail. A pigeon dropped it off in the parking lot. Look at it. The return address just says ML420 Dojo Street, Miyagiville, USA. Huh. And there better not be any anthrax in here. A CD? I don't get it. What the hell is this? Slap my base up by interning Japanese? Read the back. Interning Japanese. Debut experimental dual slap bass EP. Founding members Earl the Squirrel and Lance Bass take you on a five-string bass odyssey? Earl and Lance slap bass so hard you'll wish you wore a diaper? Wait a minute. So you're saying this is the Lance we're looking for? That's gotta be him. Wow, looks like we just opened up a whole new can of Mothman. For now, though, I'm signing off. Till next time, this is Surreal, and I'm your host, Sarah Konag.
Support for Surreal comes from male shrimp. Male shrimp? Male shrimp? More than 7 million visitors a day use male shrimp. Male shrimp. For the hottest live-streaming men under 5 feet. Season 2, coming soon. Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Yunt. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. <laughs> suicide Buddies. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. <laughs> He's like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. He literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a rich- I don't know what you want from me. And, uh, my, and my, my girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My, uh, my- 